about this, and I think it's important, but a lot of pastors, when they talk about that, they get nervous. I can feel the room tighten up a little bit. That's why I have to talk about it. Because it's tied to your heart. And if you're not generous with what's in your hand, it shows what's in your heart. If you want to know where your heart is, follow the money trail. Oh, I'm preaching good right now. We have to learn how to give generously. Listen, Andrew Carnegie, great philanthropist, gave away a, a lot of money. They found his mission statement in his desk after he died. Here's what he said. I'm going to spend the first half of my life making as much money as I can. And I'm going to spend the second half of my life giving it all away. And over the course of his life, he gave away $450 million. I found only one problem with his plan. And that is, you don't know when you're at halftime. So how do, I, how do I fix that? You start right now. When you begin to give generously. Now listen, we are set up as a church. And when you give here, it is accounted for. It is financially reported. I love our team. We have trustees who oversee our finances. It's the reason why, because of your generosity and because of good money management, we were able to purchase the silos and put 40% down on that. I think that's amazing. You ought to give Jesus a hand. Here's why. Can I show you why? Here's why. We are a generous church. You are generous. Our church is generous. Our campuses are generous. Here's what happens. Proverbs 11.25. A generous man will prosper. Why is everything happening at this? Why, is they, why aren't things like this happening at Hope City? I'll tell you why. Our church is a generous church. I don't just preach tithing to you. I preach tithing to me. I teach tithing to our church. And our church, even though we are a nonprofit organization, our church tithes at least 10% of our overall budget every year goes to missions, ministries outside of our own church. And do you realize we've never been at only 10%? I think the lowest percent that we have ever been at is about 14%. Most years we're 17 to 20% of our overall budget goes to missions, organizations, people outside of our church. I think that's great. I think that's why we're blessed. When you become generous, when you give to other people, when you sow into the kingdom of God, look at me, God can't help but bless you. <laughs> he won't go against his word. Now listen, if you're like, I don't know about that, test him. Give and see if he won't give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He wants you to give cheerfully. Look at me. If you can't give cheerfully, don't give here. There's things you never hear a pastor say. Why? Because it's not about what's in your hand. It's about what's in your heart. So when I give cheerfully, get ready, baby, because God is going to bless you. Now, let me show you this. I want to show you. The clearest way that I can teach you about giving and generosity is with the water hose. All right? Now, this is a really nice setup that we bought this week. Okay? We will take it back today. Um, we kept the receipts. Come on, y'all. If you work for Walmart, it's y'all's policy. I, mean, I can't help you. All right. Um, this, is what, <laughs> this is what many of us look like. Put together. Looking good. Coming to church ready. Looking clean. In fact, many of us are stretched out. Oh, we're just stretching ourselves. Coming to church, trying to do your best, but not connected to anything, wondering why you're so empty. Wow. This is not connected to anything. So you can't produce anything. See, many of us live our lives thinking we're the source. 
Nobody in here, nobody watching this thinks that the water hose is the source of water. You don't see a water hose and go, yes, water. No, it has to be at some point connected to something that is connected to something that is connected to the source of water. I want you to notice this. I love this because this is a bunch of water hose connected to a bunch of water hoses because God rarely just drops a blessing on you. He typically uses people who are connected to people who are connected to the source and he brings blessings through people. God uses people to bless people. Did you know that? God uses people to bless people. One of the things we prayed since the beginning of this church is, God, don't just let us be a church that prays. We're going to pray. Let us be a church that answers other people's prayers. And when Miss Sylvia prayed a few weeks ago, God, please help somebody to show up. Hope City showed up, mucked that house out. We're in the process of remodeling right now. Why? Because God uses people. You think God's going to show up and muck a house out? Hello, I'm here in my white robe and my beard. Who are you? Jesus, I've come to muck your house out. It's not what he does. He could have, but he doesn't do that. He uses you. He uses your generosity. And whenever you are plugged into the source, all of a sudden, things change. Why y'all getting nervous over here? You should have seen Ken. Ken was like, hey, 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 I know him. I, I know him. He, Ken's in my small group. It's not hooked up to anything, okay? Major, he was like, whoa, okay, Capri. But there's a reason you got nervous. You were, I did the same thing just a while ago, and nobody was nervous. Why? Because it wasn't connected. But all of a sudden, when you see that it's connected, you realize that it's not about the hose. It's about what's flowing through it because it's connected to a source that is greater than itself. God blesses you to bless others. That's the truth. Here's the problem with some of us. Some of us have gotten connected to God and he's blessed us a certain measure. But we've never actually released it to anybody else's life and that's why you're under so much pressure right now. That's what happens. When you get blessed and it never releases, it creates pressure. And your life will start leaking at some point. I'm telling you, when you start being generous to other people, you start blessing other people, you start sowing into other people, that's why we built this church. This church is not for me. And truthfully, it's not just for you. It's for other people. That's why I consistently tell people, hey, listen, if you're at the 930 service, you're at the 1130 service, I need you to move to another service. I need you to move to another campus. Why would you ask me to move to another service? Why would I have to go to another campus? Because it ain't about you. This church ain't about you. We need your seat. For somebody who's lost and somebody who desperately needs Jesus. I thank God for Katy Campus and Cypress Campus and Cornerstone Campus because they're providing seats. It fires me up. Listen, I wouldn't preach this if it didn't work. I'm a, I'm a product of giving and seeing God bless my life. Jennifer, who goes to our Cornerstone campus, not my wife, another lady on, on our team. She serves in kids ministry at Cornerstone campus a year ago, 2018. I started talking about giving and she said, okay, I'm going to try this giving thing. I'm going to try this tithing thing. She started tithing all of 2018. And then when we introduced the silos campaign, she, she didn't even go to our West Houston camp. She goes to our Cornerstone camp. We introduced the silos campaign. She said, all right, I'm going to give to that. 
She gave her that. She, and she started praying in the beginning of 2019, God, I need a financial breakthrough. Last month, September, she's been faithful. Remember, she's living with consistency. She's serving with intensity. She's giving with generosity. And last month, she goes to visit her family in Florida. She gets on the plane. When she gets off the plane, she opens her phone. She checks her email. Got an email. Got an email. They didn't even call her. She got an email from her work. She got, she got a promotion. And with the promotion came a bonus. And the bonus was a $20,000 bonus. She paid off her debt. She said, I'm living. I, I can't tell you. I'm living more free than I've ever lived. And she ties it all back to generosity. I wish I could prove it to you, but I don't have to. God will. When you give, he will be generous. And I'll tell you this. Here's, here's our church's policy on giving. There's no pressure. No pre- Everybody say no pressure. Just pray. That's all we want you to do. We've never asked you for a specific amount. We've never asked you for a dime. We've simply said, here, listen, just pray. Ask God what he wants you to do. And then just do whatever God lays on your heart. We're going to ask you to do that in December. It's going to be our legacy offering. It's our big one-time offering of the year that we take and we, we pour some of it into our campuses. We'll pour some of it into the silos. We'll pour some of it into missions. We'll pour some of it into the next generation. We will give all of it to ministries and missions. And I want you to begin to pray about what God would have you to do during the legacy offering in December. We're giving you two months to pray about it. No surprises. No sad videos. No tear-jerking moments. Please, please give or the children will die. We're not going to do that. We're already grateful that you're generous. And the final thing that I would tell you that God wants you to do to live your best life is you have to share Christ with urgency. Share Christ with urgency. He's called you to live beyond you. I love our church. I love that our church is not a selfish church. I'm going to show you something right now. How many of you, all of our campuses, here West Houston, additional seating, all of our campuses, how many of you have ever told somebody about Hope City. Just raise your hand. Look, look around. That's why God's doing what he's doing. Because our church is not afraid to share Christ urgently. Invite him to church. Share your personal testimony. In fact, I would tell you, sharing Christ personally with somebody is more important than inviting them to church. Share Christ. Share what he's done for you. But at the very least, invite him to church. Get him in a group. That's why several seasons during the year, we tell you, this is when you invite your friends, Okay. That season is coming up in November. Second week in November, we start at the movies. That's when you invite your friends. We see more people saved. We use Hollywood blockbuster films. I preach in between like clips of the films. And I'm telling you, we see tons of people. We see thousands of people give their lives to Jesus in the month of November. So we need you. We're going to give you cards. We're going to give you invite stuff for social media. Share Christ urgently. And let's watch God do something amazing. Four years ago, March, we had just launched the church. I took Pastor Mark Briggs, one of our overseers. You've heard me talk about him. Took him to the rodeo. He's a cowboy. We were having a blast. And we're out there and we're eating just till we can't eat anymore. And he looks over and he sees this big sign and it says, Briggs True Barbecue. And his name's like, my last name's Briggs. His last name's Briggs. We must be cousins. He's from Louisiana. He thinks everybody's his cousin. So (laughs) we went over there and turns out, Michael Briggs, the owner, was there, and they weren't cousins, but they became friends. And we began talking, and we shared Christ with Michael. Now, Michael comes from a denominational background where he knew religion. He just just didn't really know Jesus, had never had a real experience with Jesus. And he came to Hope City on Easter 2015, and it completely freaked him out. He said, I've never had more high fives. 
He said, these people were so, they were so excited to see me. He said, I thought, he said, my first impression, they're weird. These people are weird. I've never seen people more excited. How many of y'all thought that when you first came? You're like, okay, see, see, I see y'all, I see y'all. And now you greeters, it's cool. Weird. He said, then I came in the lobby and they were so excited that I was in the lobby. He's like, I'm just in the lobby. And they're like, we're so glad you're here. He's like, I don't, who are you? He said, then I came in the service. And he said, I, I realized they weren't just excited about me. They, they were just excited. He said, then I figured out they, they were, these people were excited about Jesus. He said, I've never, he said, I've never seen that. He said, the church that I, that I grew up in, he didn't go to church anymore. He said, the church that I grew up in, they, they were quiet when we walked in, quiet when we worshiped, quiet people in the, in the seats, quiet preacher. He was like, none of that's at Hope City. Loud in the lobby, loud in the worship, loud people, they were loud preacher. And he said, but it, it began to change my life. And he said, man, I gave my life to Jesus. And for the last four years, God, you can't imagine what God's done in Michael's life. Six weeks ago, Michael and I were talking right here at our West Houston campus. And he came to me and he said, I just, I just want to do whatever I can do to serve God. Whatever I have, I want God to have it. Whatever, I, I just, whatever. You want me to cook for people? You want me to invite people over there? Whatever you want. I just want to do what God is calling me to do. And this week, Michael went home to be with Jesus. He's my friend. And I loved him. And I'm grateful that one of my pastors followed the urging of the Spirit to walk over, meet a guy, and we shared Christ with urgency. And I'm so grateful to tell you that Michael Briggs received his healing on the other side in eternity. Grateful. I wonder who God is calling you to share Christ with. Please don't keep it to yourself. Lord, I thank you for this incredible church. I thank you for these amazing people that you have given me the honor of being able to encourage, inspire, and challenge. I pray that this weekend we would feel the urging of your spirit to walk after, to follow after the plan that you have called and designed us to do. And to wait no more. To go all in. If it's growth track, go to growth track. If it's a group, get in a group. If it's on the dream team, get on the dream team. If it's get baptized today, get baptized today. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice right now and you know you just need to get connected to Jesus. That's the first step. Bible says when you acknowledge him, he will acknowledge you. Listen, you're a sinner and you desperately need a savior. I can't save you. Your neighbor can't save you. Your friend can't save you. And your works, your actions can't save you. It is your faith in Christ that saves you and changes your life. Nobody looking around right now. If you know, I need to connect to Jesus. I need to make Jesus the center of my life. He's not been where he needs to be in my life. And I want to give my life to him. All campuses, just put your hand in the air. The Bible says acknowledge him and he will acknowledge you. Hands everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want us to boldly pray this at every campus. And right after we finish this prayer, our campus pastors will come. It's the most important moments of our service. So just stay in your seats and then we'll dismiss you. But right now, I want us to pray this prayer together out loud with fervency. Will you pray with me, Jesus? You're the only one who can save me. So right now in this moment, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. 
I repent, Lord. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give him an ovation of worship. God, you're good.